Paul, um, in chapter 2, in the letter to Timothy, writes, uh, and this is the message version, the first thing I want you to do is pray. Pray every way you know how, for everyone you know, and pray especially for rulers and governments to rule well, so we can go quietly about our business of living simply in in humble contemplation. So let's pray. What a privilege it is that we can gather and pray together. God, we thank you for the blessing of being able to gather and pray together today. We acknowledge that we are praying together from a place of absolute privilege. We lift up those who are in isolation, feeling anxious or lonely in this season. Please encourage them in new ways. May they not lack in faith in any way. We bring to you those friends and family of ours, people in our community whose hearts are hardened towards you, God. Thanks, God, that you are in constant pursuit of their hearts as you are with ours. Where there is hurt, God, we ask that you bring healing. Where, is it, where there is fear, we ask that you please bring peace. May they be open to experiencing your love. Help our government to lead well, God. Thank you for the leaders, for the most part, who have invested well in looking after Australians' health and welfare so far during this pandemic. We ask that our leaders will continually put people first, not money or political ideology. Help them to stay connected with the human side of politics and resist temptation to prioritise anything else. Give our politicians compassion for those in need. Don't let their hearts become hardened. We ask that the tens of thousands of stranded Aussies overseas can make it home safely and soon, God. Just give them to you now. Give our nation the courage to be humble and acknowledge our wrongs. Help us to become, um, help us to bring healing and change where we have hurt. We pray for safety and support for our brothers and sisters in America as their house is on fire as we experienced last summer. Thank you for the modern-day prophets around the world, and there are many of them, who have warned us of the need to be selfless and sustainable. May their voices be heard and the message reach the hearts of those who are agents of change, God. Let us have the courage to live selflessly and simply. God, you say, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall become comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called heirs of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We ask for hope and opportunity for those who have been laid off work this year, also for those who have had their education interrupted, for those who are worried and anxious about the future or saddened by today's times, please give them peace, God, and hope. We ask that these challenges will work out for good and draw many into a new and renewed relationship with you, God. We pray for those who have lost loved ones this year and have not been able to be by their side or farewell them in a familiar way. 
We ask that you comfort them, God. Please help them grieve and find peace in this moment. We thank you for those who have knowingly or unknowingly made sacrifices by taking peaceful action in hope for a better future for all and not just a few. Please free those who are enslaved. God, heal those who are hurt. Let the persecuted not feel that their efforts are in vain. And And we thank you, God, for your grace and mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to grab this mic. I don't know which number it is. Oh, you're on it. Well done. Fantastic. Thanks to Dave and Dave once again for the great job on the sound desk. And uh, amazing, amazing time of worship this morning, wasn't it? Um, and I really feel like that was a taste uh, for what's still to come. God is uh, doing something amongst us, and I'm really looking forward to the, the opportunity just to, uh, after this word, to just spend some time sitting and being still and asking the, the Lord to really move amongst us and uh, ask that uh, the Holy Spirit come and do something in our hearts, something new, something exciting, that we wouldn't walk out of this place the same that we came in, that we would have a touch from God, that we'd have an experience of God. And that's what we're, we're praying for and believing for. So I want to be quick this morning so I can get out of the way and let God do what God does. Uh, hello to all you up the back. There's some seats down the front here. If you did want to come come down the front, I won't throw anything at you this week. There's a bit of a bit of a joke with Diane Squirrel um, on Facebook. I don't know if you noticed it. I said if if you're down the front, you might get chocolates thrown at you. So so there you go, guys. <laughs> Last week uh, we we're talking about the parable uh, of the sower, and I mentioned that it's more about the parable of the soils because. Uh, uh, in this parable, uh, we see four different types of soils uh, that receive the word and, and how they react to the word uh, depends on uh, whether they're fruitful or not. And I think, I think all of us can, can relate to one or another of the types of soils, whether it be a, a hard soil, like the hardened heart, uh, a shallow soil, uh, a weedy soil, all the good soil, and I, I mentioned there that you know all of all of those soils were in the same vicinity of, of one another. They all shared the same rainfall, the same sun. What made the good soil good was its willingness to be open for the farmer to plough, for the the cultivation to happen, to for the seed not to just bounce off like the hard soil, but to actually germinate and do a thing. And that's what we're talking about again today as we get, dig a bit deeper into one of these. Soils. As I was preparing today, I was going to swip it around and talk about how we can be the sowers and, and sow the word. But that's for another week. Um, as I was preparing, you know, I just had a real sense that, that God wanted to speak about this particular area of the weedy ground. And I'm trusting that he brought that to us because there's a number of us here who really need to hear this word this morning, and myself included, as the Lord spoke to me. So I want to just quickly read uh, the the part about the the weedy soil, and it will come up on the screen. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. The seed that fell among the thorns represents, and this is Jesus now a bit later on, 
The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes in life do you feel choked out? Sometimes in life do you feel crowded out, that life is just so full? Now Jesus uh, declares that he come to give us life and life in all its fullness. And I don't think Jesus was talking about life being so full that it's just choked out, that there's just so much going on in life that we can't uh, see the forest for the trees. Choked out and crowded out. You see, some things in our life that are full and in them are great. Some things are wonderful, some things are good, but there are other things that Jesus talks about here that we pursue or that we prioritise and they are not good. They are not the full things that he wants for us in the abundant life, but they are things that come to choke us and to crowd us out. You see, even as disciples... Even as spirit-filled believers, there is a warning in the text here to not allow sin to creep into our lives, to be active against the devil taking a foothold, to be on the offensive when it comes to living a life free from the sinful nature that, like weeds, is quick to come back if we're not careful. So when we say yes to Jesus, yes, we are saved. His Holy Spirit seals that promise. Salvation is secure. Yet, yet, like the weedy soil, the old is keen to make a re-entrance. The old has gone, the new has come, yet the old is keen and is knocking to come back to make a re-entrance in our life. The the reason I I felt to, to head down this path this morning was um, I was reminded of something that the Lord spoke to me about. Um, as, as a pastor and a preacher, I'm often aware of uh, things in the world and things that happen that you sort of write down. That'll be a great illustration for later on. And as I was preparing this, this just came to me. And I, I couldn't leave it. And I felt like the Lord really wanted to use this to really speak into this notion of uh, being aware of the things that are in our lives that are choking the life out of us. And it was a few years ago, I was um, heading down to, to Seton, and on the corner of uh, Tapley's Hill and Grange Road, there's an old service station. I don't know if you've noticed it as you sort of turn down there. It's, it's derelict now. And uh, I remember driving past that service station and seeing the condition it was in, and the Lord really spoke to me. I've got a picture up here. So here we see just some weeds coming in all the cracks of the concrete. And another one as well. Here's here's this service station that was once pristine and new, that was once uh, a a hive of activity. It was was useful. And now here it is, not used, and the weeds have come back. The weeds are starting to take over. And I wonder how long it will be until that whole area just soon becomes a completely weeded-out space. And I saw this as a picture of what our lives can be like 
as the sinful nature comes back in to try and choke us out. And as I was uh, flicking through Facebook this week, um, another picture just the same of this came back. If you think that's incredible, I want to show you a picture of from uh, Chichen Itza in Mexico. This is the uh, pyramid or the, the temple of Cuculian or El Castillo, uh, an ancient civilization uh, around 600 or 1200 AD uh, built this. And this is what it looks like now and probably what it would have looked like as it was being used, as people were there, as civilization existed. Uh, in the 1800s, in 1862, uh, a survey of the area was done and they started to restore uh, the, the area of this. And this is what it looked like in 1862. Check that out. And I've got another, another picture a bit further back. A picture of what happens basically when there is inactivity. I want to talk about inactivity today. What made the service station look like that and what made this temple look like this was there was no longer any activity. When the activity stopped, then it allowed the weeds to come in, the vegetation to come and take over. And so in our lives, in our spiritual lives, when the activity stops, uh, when we become idle, when we become uh, lazy to the things that God is doing and, in, and is active uh, in our spiritual lives, then those, those, those weeds come and they begin to take over. And if we're, we're not careful, we may look a bit like that pyramid. See, in Genesis 3, uh, when we're talking about the fall and how the sinful nature came, uh, the Lord says to the man, uh, you listened to your wife and ate fruit from that tree, and so the ground will be under a curse because of what you did. As long as you live, you will have to struggle and to grow enough food. Your food will be plants, but the ground will produce thorns and thistles. As a result of the fall, as a result of sin entering into the world, we now exist with this world of thorns and thistles that long to come back and, and take over. And in Romans 8, uh, Paul adds to this when he says, Against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. See, we live in a world that is yet but not yet. Jesus has come to bring forth his kingdom, to bring hope, to bring newness of life, to rescue us, uh, to give us uh, a relationship with him. But it's the, the not yet. We're still living in the world that is, is so full of the consequences of the, of the sin, not only of ourselves, but of, of, of people around us. And so we see uh, in those pictures of the service station and the temple what can happen when inactivity breaks forth. When inactivity breaks forth. You see, the only difference between the seed sown among weeds and the seed sowed among the good soil is the action of the hearer. It's the action 
of the hearer. Both hear the word, but only one acts on what he hears. Think about that for a sec. The seed on the good soil could easily be overcome by weeds, particularly if weeds are next to the paddock. It could easily be choked out by weeds if action were to become inaction. And this is when spiritual laziness sets in. You know the biblical term for someone who is spiritually inactive or asleep is the the Laodicean, and it comes from uh, Revelation 3, uh, and it says when uh, we're talking about the, the, the churches that the Lord speaks to, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot, and I wish you were either one or the other. And I'll read that, and I am confronted. Am I hot for Jesus? Am I active? Am I pursuing and pushing into the things that God has for me today? Or am I just going about my day? Am I going about my week and and nothing really changes or grows within me? The seed that's been sown, does it actually germinate and, and produce fruit in my life? See, God's doing a new thing. The farmer comes every year to sow new seed. God is coming every day to do new things in our lives every day, to do new things in our hearts? And are we open and ready and believing on the front foot, as it were, ready for a touch of God, ready for what he wants to do amongst us? See, the thing about weeds, as a gardener, I know this, is they start out pretty small. They start out and they look like they're pretty harmless and they can't do, do much. But you close your eyes or you turn your back for just a little while and before you know it, they've completely taken over. We've got a veggie patch at home and pretty much it's a regular thing. It's like it's time to weed the veggie patch. <laughs> because we've been inactive in doing it, and so we have to come back to it. And we, we pull out the weeds, and it's easier to pull them out. It's easier to do something when they're little. It's easier to do something when uh, it, it's, it's a way of, of doing it. But when they get big, it can actually do more damage as, as you pull them out. I've got a, a picture here. Here's a weed in my veggie patch, and it's only a smallish weed, but as I've gone to pull it out, it's actually pulled out a lot of the good soil with it. And when I get um, our kids to, to participate in weeding the veg, veggie patch, um, I, I remind them, when you, when you pull out the weeds and there's a lot of soil, let's bash the soil because we want the good soil uh, to remain. All the, the soil that we put time into, that we've cultivated, we don't want to lose that as we pull out the weeds. And if we allow things in our lives, the weeds to grow the resentment, unforgiveness, uh, poor relationships, focusing on wealth, as Jesus said. Um, you can add many others to that, to that equation. As we allow those things to grow, actually hurt and do lots of damage if they come big and we try and take them out. So there's a warning here. 
So what's the solution? Do you have a sense in your life that there are things that are coming in to take over? That you're living a life perhaps of inactivity when it comes to pursuing the things of God? As we go deeper in the things of God this this year and as we've been uh, looking at his word and we've been opening up a lot of, whole lot of things. What has the Holy Spirit been revealing in your heart? In James 1 it says, Therefore get rid of all weeds and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Now as I was preparing, preparing this last night, I just felt like the Lord was saying, it's a bit heavy, Sam. <laughs> it's a bit heavy. Where do we land this? What's the solution to this word that's been, been preached as, as we are, are really honest and open to what the Holy Spirit's wanting to say to our hearts? And I felt like the Lord say, Whether we're, we relate to the hard soil, whether we relate to a shallow soil, whether we relate to the weedy soil, in fact, no matter what's happening in our lives, do you know what the answer is? The answer isn't more effort. The answer isn't, I'm going to fix this. The answer isn't, I'm going to strive and, and do what's right. I'm going I'm to read my Bible. I'm going to go to life group. I'm going I'm to pray. All those are good things. Don't get me wrong, all those are good things. But the solution, I believe, to the inactivity, the solution to the allowing things to just go, is that we really need a touch from God. We really need an encounter with God. We really need the Holy Spirit to come and just like that that pyramid, to be restored for God to come and, and do a work in us, to come and clear our hearts, to God to come and, and do a new thing in us. And I really sense this morning in, in the time of worship that the Holy Spirit is here. And if we would only be willing to just be honest, to look into our hearts and ask the Lord to reveal what he wants to say to us, then he is faithful and, and right in coming and doing something. You see, soil has no hands and feet. Soil cannot free itself. John 15 says that God is the good, good gardener. He is the one that comes and he is the one who knows how to remove these things from our lives. He is the one that is longing as we draw close to him. He will draw close to us. And he will do a new thing in us. Are we willing and ready? You know what? We were made to more than just survive. We were made to thrive. Do you feel like you're thriving in life right now? Do you feel like you're thriving? Do you feel like life's worth it? I'm going to go out of here changed. I'm, I'm full of faith. God's doing something in me. That, I, that there's a new thing happening in my heart? Or are we just surviving? 
See, Jesus wants to restore us. Great psalm, Psalm 139, and I've got a different version. Let's pray this, and I, can I invite the musicians up? It says, look deep into my heart. Look deep into my heart. Can we pray that? God, look deep into our hearts. Find out everything that we are thinking. Wow. What are the distractions of life? What are the lures of wealth, the... The things that as we, we go from here, our, our minds are thinking about, the things that, that come and, and choke us and take us away from the, the good seed that's been sown. What am I thinking? Don't let me follow those things, Lord. But lead me in a way that time has proven to be true. God, look deep into my heart. Can I get you to stand? Now, I know that this morning may have been a bit confronting, but I really believe that God wants to do something in us today. We're going to sing a song in a moment that speaks about the Holy Spirit coming and believing that there is more. There is more to this life than just coming and going. Some of us are living off an experience that happened five, ten, maybe twenty years ago. God is longing for us to experience Him afresh, to know His presence, to be impacted by the Spirit that comes to heal, to restore, to reveal those things in our hearts that are keeping us from thriving. God wants more for us. He doesn't just want us to just be living our lives just like every other person. He wants us to grow in faith, to go deeper, to believe for more, to be open to him giving us the gifts that would allow us to to walk out of this place and make a difference in the world around us. And so, Lord, we come humbly this morning. Lord, would you search our hearts? Would you see if there's any offensive way? And, Lord, as we sing this song as a prayer, would you come? Would you come and do a new thing in our hearts? Holy Spirit, we invite you here to minister to us, that we might experience you. For no matter whether we come happy, whether we come sad, whether we come full of worries of what's happening in our world, the only answer is Jesus.
The only answer is a touch from God. The only, only answer is for the Spirit to be at work in my life. That I would go away changed. That I would go away changed. And so, Lord, as we sing this song, help us to open up our hearts to you. That as the soil receives your word, Lord, we want it to take fruit. We want it to do a new thing in us. Speak to us now, Lord. Move amongst us now, Lord. We want to experience more of you. It's not about us. It's not about what we do. It's about the fact that you and your grace want to come. You and your love want to come. You want to restore us. You want to make us new. You want to make us bright so it would be a new service station. Not bound by inactivity and spiritual laziness. But it would be on the front foot. Lord, help us to enter into, lean into you as you come and have your way amongst us, Lord. Have your way. Have your way in this place. As we sing, if you are game and you want to come down the front, there'll be some people who just long to lay hands on you and pray for you, speak into those areas of your life that you want help in, that you want God to move in, you walk away changed. I encourage you to be active. Stand up. Get out of your seat. Come down the front as we ask God to move amongst us. Let's join together and sing. out of my head of the thorns those sharp thorns on the head of our Lord Jesus Christ who took every thorn and thistle in our lives praise God
picture when I was just sitting at the back with Jet and um, it was of a bulb and it is so easy to feel like there's not a lot of good in us that we're, you know, you see the bulbs in Bunnings, you just think, oh, there's not a lot going to happen in there. Uh, it can look very um, crusty and not full of life. Um, but the Lord is so faithful and I just feel like if you're feeling like you are a bulb, not able to offer a whole lot and looking pretty gnarly on the outside, that the Lord actually wants to just plant you. And that takes a step of faith to just say, Lord, I just trust you that you are putting me in good in good soil. And the, the beauty of being in a, in a church community where we can encourage and strengthen one another and receive from the Lord that um, the, the sunshine and the rain that we need each day, he's so faithful in doing that. Um, but what season are we in? We're in spring, right? And now's the time that the Lord is saying, I want to bring forth a new thing. You just wait. What a beautiful garden is right here. What a beautiful garden. And we're all bulbs. <laughs> we all look pretty gnarly. And uh, the Lord does his thing in his time. And each plant grows in its time. And each plant looks different. And each flower is beautiful in its own way with intricacies and personality different colours and what a beautiful, beautiful image of how the Lord sees us and what's so incredible is that he doesn't see the bulb underneath the ground, that's his work that he's doing in our lives in that secret place and do you know what we get to look at, we get to see what he really sees, what's above the surface and he sees a beautiful field of flowers, that's how he sees us. So I encourage you to take that step of faith. Say, Lord, just replant me. I might be feeling a bit like a bulb, but I actually trust that you are a good and faithful gardener. Do you know what a gardener does? Spends time in the garden. Actually spends time. And there's a season for pruning. There's a season for weeding. There's a season for extra water. There's a season for letting those wet feet dry out. There's a season for everything. So I just really encourage you, no matter where you're feeling in all of that, that the Lord sees the potential of life in all its fullness of a beautiful flower and a beautiful plant that will bear fruit in its right season. So trust Him. He's so faithful and He's so gentle with us. Just trust Him. The, the chorus just one more time and just there's still an opportunity for you to just come come and speak yeah actually Jim come now mate good morning church we've been away on holidays for a couple of months been to Darwin and back while I was away God gave me a word and it persisted and finally he said, will you speak it? Will you go? And I didn't want to and he persisted and the Holy Spirit encouraged me to make an answer, yes or no, and I reluctantly said yes. So here I am. And immediately when I said yes, he showed me the the, uh, vision of something that happened when there was a great crowd of people 
around Jesus. He, Jesus was being asked to pray for her. Uh, I think it was Jairus' daughter. She was very sick and dying. And there was a great throng of people there. And the lady had uh, 12 years of uh, flow of blood and she was very, very sick. And she, she said to herself, if I just touch his hem, hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And she did. And Jesus immediately turned and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, oh, there's hundreds of people here. It could have been anyone. He said, no, who touched me? And she fell down before him and she was healed. And Jesus said, I felt power go forth from me. And immediately I knew I needed to share this with you this morning. For the word for us, for for you, you and you and me is power. Power for you, power for me. And the Holy Spirit is saying, check it out, do your own research, check it out, find out for yourself. Is this truly a word for you? Power, power for you. Ask, seek and knock, you will find the answer. It's a valid question. How, when, where and why should I receive power? It's a valid question. The Holy Spirit is saying, check it out. Do your own research. Sing, come like a rushing wind. Clothe us with power from on high. want to see fruit. We want to be fruitful people. Bear fruit in us. Take out the thistles and the thorns that stop us from growing and bear fruit in us. Thank you that you will do this because that is your will. Hallelujah. Just had a word from Dave and Judy who are watching at home and they said, Dear church, don't hold back. Respond now today. Move, move, and I just—I don't want to give up the opportunity now for the Lord to continue to do some ministry amongst us. So I'm just going to close the service, but I might invite the musicians just to continue to play quietly. And if if you're still just on that edge, can I encourage you? Don't miss out on an opportunity today. Don't miss out on coming forward. 
allowing the Holy Spirit to just do a new thing in you. So we'll close. Clo- well, yeah, okay. <laughs> just have to do this first. Joe says about the bulbs growing in the ground and uh, suddenly sprouting and, and what's above. But I've got tulips growing in my garden. They multiply each year. Um, I see the green growth coming and the buds starting to shoot. And I wait expectantly for them to, to just burst out. And we've had a lot of dull weather, um, rain, clouds. But the minute the sun came out, those flowers just opened up within minutes, within hours. We need to move out from under the clouds, out from what holds us back, and just stand in God's sunshine and let him make us flower, because it's him that makes us flower. That's brilliant, Jean. Thank you so much. So may you go in God's blessing. Trust that you go in, in strength, knowing that he loves you that he cares for you, that he wants the best for you. He wants you to thrive and to uh, share that thriving with others and for us to multiply that, that seed as we go out from here. So I invite you to, to hang around at the back for a coffee, but if you do want to just come down the front and continue uh, in ministry and then later as well, uh, if for whatever reason you, you don't want to do that in a public way, there's, there's a way to, to head into the prayer lounge afterwards and there'll be a, a team just longing to pray with you, longing to speak truth and hope into your life and to see God continue to transform your heart, that he'd do a new thing in you today. God bless.